0: This episode of Hot Tag is brought to you by Man, I feel totally sluggish today. Here, Maddie Ice,
1: why don't you try this? What's this? It's a super kick energy drink. It's got more super kicks than a Young Bucks match. <laughs>
0: Bang! This is Matty Ice, one half of the Real Take Team Champions. The Beer City Boys, and you're listening to the Hot Tag on the Anchor Network.
1: You're listening to the Hot Tag with the real tag
0: team champs, Matty Ice and Axel the X Man, where we talk everything wrestling. Welcome back to the Hot Tag with the Beer City Boys. We are on episode 94, coming off our Ric Flair last match ride. Woo! Yeah. (laughs) Right? Yeah, I was talking to my
1: dad earlier this week about it. He was asking me about the card and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first he asked me about the match, and I told him, and he was like, Whoa, what do you expect from a... 72-year-old man. I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, I guess, but... Um, did you see what the buy rate was for that? No. So I guess they did, like... I don't know if this was just at the door, like, to get in the gate or what, but I guess they did, like, almost $500,000 in sales. Like, I don't know if that was just ticket sales or what, but then I guess they, like... Um, let me let me find the exact stats, but they, uh, yeah, they. I guess they did
0: like really, really good. Um, uh,
1: my phone's being slow here. I'm trying to pull this up. Uh,
0: I mean, I would expect it to be pretty good. I mean, <laughs> everybody yeah. enjoys Ric Flair. I think so. Yeah, they
1: did. Um, Twenty-four thousand pay-per-view wise and four hundred and forty-eight thousand gate. So I'm assuming that's tickets getting in.
0: 24,000 pay-per-view buys, huh? Yeah, I'm
1: assuming that's rounded because these are pretty even numbers. So I'm assuming they might have... That's rounded. not a lot. I mean... well, I guess not. I mean, I don't
0: know. Um, I, I mean, it might not be a lot. I mean... I don't know how much advertisement i mean if you're not like on social media yeah and like you don't have a wrestling presence i mean you probably didn't know about rick flair's last match but how many people like religiously
1: or even at all really have heard of fight or watch fight i mean until you told me i had never heard of fight um but there's tons of wrestling stuff on. Fight. So I feel like a lot of people have never really heard a fight. So, like and like you you were saying too, yeah, if you're not on social media, you know, you probably didn't even know Ric Flair was having a match. Yeah. You know, you could, you know, of course my dad's always on social media. Well, not always, but he's on social media, so he knew about Ric Flair's match, plus him and I talk and stuff. But, yeah, I don't think it was heavily. Uh, advertised. I mean I was just watching, catching up on some AEW and Jay Lethal was wrestling Orange Cassidy this week and they didn't even mention on AEW. I figured they would at least be like, oh yeah, Ric Flair and Andrade beat Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett this past weekend. You know because usually Tony's pretty good about like acknowledging.
0: Yeah, they didn't really they didn't hear that. Yeah, I'm surprised. Um I mean I kind of watched bits and pieces last night um but I did a lot of fast forwarding. Mm. I didn't really watch the matches I kind of watched like promo segments and whatnot. Yeah. So, um and that sort of thing. Um But yeah. Um I think they highlighted a couple things if I if I remember, if I remember correctly. Um but I don't really recall anything about Flair's last match. I mean, you have two guys from Aew in there, so right. That's why I figured they would have said something,
1: but because it was there it was a decent amount of see, because was the only Aew guys um, lethal and Andrade? I mean, I guess Ray Phoenix was there. Um,
0: mm-hmm. But... I don't know. I'd have to look at the card again. Yeah. I think it was just
1: Ray Phoenix, right? Yeah, Ray Phoenix, Andrade, and, and Jay Lethal. Um Karen Cross? He's uh, MLW. MLW, yeah. Unless there was people in the, the bunkhouse brawl. Um. I haven't got to watch those those dark matches yet from the pay per view. that used to yeah, me. so. I didn't watch them. I think my dad said Bully Ray was there. So yeah. But.
0: Yeah, he was in the bunkhouse brawl. He squared off against Max Warner at the end. I think. I think I caught that highlight. Oh. I think they did. They did have that on here. The They talked about the Bunkhouse Brawl mm. because the winner of the Bunkhouse Brawl was um, Max Warner. Oh, Mance Warner, yeah. And Mance Warner, yeah. and so I saw he was went, on Rampage. Yeah, he went up against Moxley on Rampage.
1: He's, he's not bad. I don't know, I just... I feel like he only does like...
0: He, he's more of like a... Uh, I'm going to say, like, a lower-end kind of show, yeah, kind of like a hardcore thing. Yeah,
1: that's what I was going to say is he does a lot of hardcore stuff. I mean, he cuts pretty decent promos. I don't know if you ever really paid attention to his promos in MLW.
0: Um, Not a whole lot. I mean, when I was watching the MLW after, like, we went and whatnot and before we went, like... um that's like the only exposure that I really have to him, so. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I feel like he does a pretty pretty decent job at promos. But. Yeah, um. What else did you, did you watch any at Dynamite or any other wrestling?
0: Um... No, um, I watched Dynamite and then I fast forwarded through the whole thing of uh, um, of uh, Rampage, which I have to record. Battle of the Belts, that's on tonight. Mm. Uh, Jay Lethal's going to go up against... Um,
1: yeah, I saw that he's going to wrestle Wardlow. My boy
0: Wardlow, yeah.
1: I'm assuming Wardlow is going to win. I mean, I think they're going to try to shoot him to the moon. Um, especially now that like MJF's pretty much gone.
0: Well, I mean, I wonder if they're just waiting for him to for CM Punk to come back. Maybe, apparently, because
1: um, All Out's coming up, right? I think so. That's the next pay per view, and uh, I've been like. Obviously, I've been on Twitter and whatever, and they announced those trios, Bells. I guess rumor has it that um, I guess they're gearing up for the finals to be FTR and CM Punk against Kenny Omega and the Bucks. Apparently. That's the rumor going around. Because apparently Tony was waiting for Kenny to come back before he was going to announce those trios titles. Mm-hmm. Because he's had them ready to go for a while, I guess now. I guess that means that Kenny's coming back because he's probably going to give the trios titles to Kenny and the Bucks first thing.
0: So (laughs) it's just kind of stupid to me, but um.
1: well, I mean, I mean, but they don't even have that many trios teams like they used to. I feel like, but you know, like originally they had tons of trios teams, and now I don't feel like they have all that many trios, guys. I mean, I don't know what's going on with Pac. Sometimes he's on there a bunch, sometimes he's never on there. I mean, we haven't seen
0: House of Black for a while. Um, I think think when it comes to to, uh, Pac, I think he's only doing X amount of shows because he's living in England, so he's not living in the States. So he flies back home, stays home, and then when they want to do something with him, they, sh- they move him over. They, they bring him back to the States and mm-hmm. do whatever for him within, the, within a month or whatever the case is, his time frame. Yeah. So I don't know if it's a, a visa problem or they don't have a work visa or he well, can't have, get a work visa. You have to have
1: some sort of work visa if he comes over, even works one show he have to have some sort of work visa. Right. Um or not get paid or whatever, but um Yeah, I don't know, that stinks for him because he's really good. Um Yeah, I don't know what we'll to see with this tournament cuz Adam Cole turned on the Bucks. So,
0: yes, he did. I I I actually watched that promo. Yeah, uh, cuz I knew that he was turning on the Bucks. Um because of spoilers and whatnot on social media for myself. Um, so, so, yeah, I thought that was interesting, the way he cut that promo. You know, when I think of it this way, I don't know if you'll think about it, too, after I bring this up, but when it comes to the Bucks, and we're gonna say Red Dragon and Adam Cole, Bay Bay, mm-hmm. um, they're they're different. Those the um, Undisputed era is way different than the Bucks. Right. Undisputed era made it. Right? And the Bucks, I mean, I don't think they had a chance to make it in WWE.
1: Well, I think the Bucks' biggest problem, and I think Kenny is a little bit this way too, is they're like pretty bullheaded and like, well, we want to do what we want to do, and that's the way we want to do it. And with WWE, they kind of like, craft and mold you at the time, Vince's way. I mean, but here's the thing, though, is, like, I don't think if they would have moved any of those guys up to the main roster, as an Undisputed Era, that they would have had the same impact under Vince as they did with Triple H. Oh, no. Because I think Triple H really understands the wrestling business and, like, where it was going and where it is now, and then Vince was just setting his ways. Um so I think with Triple H being head of creative now, I think WWE is going to go pretty far. I think it's going to get a lot better. I mean, it's going to take some time, but I think yeah. it's going to get a lot better. But um you know, and that's the thing that was like the Bucks wouldn't have been able to do some of the stuff that they did on the indies or in ROH or New Japan because you got to do that like WWE style. It's like Can't really jump over the ropes and do the Meltzer Driver and this and that and like all the other stuff that they're like known for. Because I and I think that they like kind of understood how WWE was going to be when they went to Impact. Because they were in Impact when they were younger and Impact made them change their name. They couldn't be the Young Bucks, they were like Generation Me. You know they had to like change things around mm. and stuff. Uh, so like, I don't think they really enjoyed their time in Impact. And then they knew like, okay, well WWE's going to be worse because it's bigger and 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 that's the thing too is like, I think I think TNT and like the Turner Network is a little bit more like. It's got got AEW on a longer leash than what, like, I think WWE is willing to do with, like, USA and Fox. Because you got to think, like, you know, USA is probably, is okay with a little bit more, like, a longer leash because they're, you know, on satellite. So, I mean, they get a little bit more leeway, but Fox is on, like, normal TV, too, like, Mm -hmm. antenna and stuff, so... I think Fox has got a little bit more, like, not so much give with things. And that's why Roman's on SmackDown.
0: Yeah. Acknowledge me. Because he's the
1: the top guy in the company right now, even though he's not really doing that much. Because he's on his way out. Because he's going to do some Hollywood stuff. So. But no, I agree with you. I agree with you, but
0: know, yeah. I mean I, I could be that, that. I mean it could be just made up in my head because I my hatred towards the Bucks. Or yeah. dislike. I'm not gonna say hatred. But they do, like you can almost predict
1: not necessarily predict, but like you know, like, okay, Young Bucks match, somebody's gonna get super kicked, they're gonna do the Melter Driver, they're gonna do some other, you know, crazy stuff. Um and like they're athletic, they're good. I mean I enjoy some of their matches. I mean, I thought they had a kill they had two killer matches with FTR. I thought they had a killer match with the Lucha Bros. Yep. I mean, they do have some good matches. They are good, but I mean, some of their stuff I just get I just get a little like they're too showy. They're like super showmen. Um and they definitely go like way above and beyond. Um But I mean, people like the Young Bucks and they've been doing that for a while, so I mean, they're going to keep The Young Bucks are going to keep doing that, you know. The only thing that bothers me about giving them and Kenny the the trio's titles first is, like, they're, like, executive vice presidents of the company. So it's like, oh, I'm going to start a wrestling company, but I'm going to be the world champion. Right. Nobody else is going to be champion. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, that's like being the booker and being like, I'm going to book myself in the title shot. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of... Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, okay, if you don't have anybody because people are injured or, like, if it makes sense storyline, but it's just like, well, you know, I'm top... I'm the guy, so I'm going to be the first guy to hold every title, and I'm going to make sure that I'm always the top guy.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's... I mean, that could be another one of my problems, too. I mean, I I think if, if... the bucks weren't good friends with kenny and they didn't get into uh the bull club i mean would they be as popular as they are i don't know maybe i mean because kenny and and the bucks got or maybe it was just the bucks got their stuff on the bull club stuff into hot topic Which was a big move. It was a big move. But then, you know,
1: I always think the Bucks, I mean, I know that they're pals with Kenny. I don't know how long they've been friends with Kenny Omega, but I think the Bucks' biggest thing that they did was um, the Being Elite thing. Like the YouTube channel, their show on YouTube. I think that really, like... And now everybody has a show. Well, right. That's what I'm saying. It's like they started, and it gave you like kind of a, and like the videos were only like, I mean now I don't know how long they are, but the first couple of videos were only like, what like ten, twelve minutes, and it was just like, uh, it was just like a back, you know, like behind the scenes thing. Like, oh yeah, I got a fourteen hour flight, you know, leaving the fam. Like it kind of gave you like an insight to right. indie wrestling at the time.
0: Yeah, which I mean. If you if you know anything about YouTube and whatnot and how people go about doing it is the people that have longer um, runs on YouTube as far as time, uh, time, like an hour long on YouTube or whatever, or half hour long. Well, they started off with just a couple minutes. They started off with five, ten minutes of content. Right. To get you interested, and then they they sucker you in with more content that way. And you know what, with the bucks and whatnot, they'll bring in other people. Mm -hmm. It's not just them. Right. So it's they'll bring in other people. Oh well, we have CM Punk today as a Mm special. Yes. Blah blah blah. You know. Right. Well, I mean, and being elites completely changed. Like
1: I've watched like the first like twenty episodes, and like now it's like almost an extra curricular thing to watch to, like, get, like, little secrets for, you know, Dynamite and AEW and stuff. Like, it's completely changed mm-hmm. how it is. Um, so now it's like... But there's so much wrestling content out there between, like, Twitter and Dynamite, Rampage, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, all the indie stuff. You would... Never be able to watch it all. Yeah, like um, I listened to a couple podcasts and they were talking about, man, could you imagine if your full time job was just watching wrestling? Like all the all the things you could watch, and it's like, yeah, you would you would never get bored because you switch it up all the time. And I mean, well, I mean, we talk about it all the time. I mean, we'd be able, you'd get to see tons of wrestling and talk about tons of different stuff, and right. Um, yeah cause I mean I like to watch the classic stuff you know like I've been trying to slowly work my way through old school Nitro and stuff like that but honestly the way I like to view wrestling is like just watch one match watch it in its entirety and then go watch a different match from a different show you know I I don't Mm -hmm. necessarily I mean the storyline helped but Like, when it comes to that old school stuff and I kind of know what happened, like, I like to watch it like that. Then that way, like, I can watch a 10-minute match and then go do something for an hour and then come back and watch another, like, five-minute match. You know, like, I kind of like that. I don't have to, like, be invested for an hour and a
0: half. Yeah. Well, I mean, just the storytelling in the ring is way different, you know? I mean, sometimes with a lot of these matches, I mean especially with young bucks matches. I mean I I don't think that there's really any storytelling. Yeah, it's just high spots. It's just high spots and false counts, false finishes. Yeah, see,
1: I I don't I don't like the false finishes. Like and and you you and I've said this before. You definitely put it in good perspective. Is in like when somebody, like, steals somebody's finisher or does like a move that is somebody's finisher. You just don't hit it as well as they do, kind of thing. And like that really makes sense. But how many times do you have to get super kicked before you hit a three count? And like I can't. Besides like a super kick and the melter driver, what is the buck's finisher? The trigger. I mean, I guess. But, like, I don't know, I just, I feel like some of those moves need to be, like, protected a little bit more. Like, I get that the super kick is not the sweet chin music, where Shawn Michaels puts you away with that. But how many times did Shawn, I mean, I I know it happened, but, like, very rarely do you ever see Shawn Michaels hit more than two sweet chin musics in in a match and not put somebody away with a three count. You know, and the same thing with Triple H and the pedigree, like, you know, and, and Kenny Omega's move is like the, the most protected move in the business, the one-winged angel. Nobody, I mean, unless you want to count Will Ospreay's deal with it, how he pulled that guy's shoulder up. Nobody's ever kicked out of the, the one-winged angel. So it's like, why why do we need so many false finishes? like, yeah, that keeps you on the edge, but you don't need that many. Like, two or three. Two or three max.
0: Right. Well, that goes back to the whole uh, storytelling thing, you know? I mean, if you're going to hit a false finish, like, um, example here. Okay. Well, let's say you got Kane and the Undertaker going at it, right? Well, early on, say, like, in Kane's career, when he first came up, like, Okay, he stole the Undertaker's tombstone pile driver, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so like, you can have the Undertaker give Kane a tombstone pile driver, like right off the bat, you know, almost right off the bat in the match, and he can kick out and be like, oh, well, I got. Yeah, because he's fresh. I got all this freshness and whatnot. And then, like, Maybe later, Undertaker would give him another one, and he'd be out of the count. But or like maybe Kane could have like a superpower or whatever, and like give uh, the Undertaker the tombstone and like be knocked out like instantaneously. It all it all depends on the setup and what right. they're trying to explain. Like that's like if you want to take like Powerhouse Hops, right? Okay, dude, strong is all giddy-up, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, if he gives you a spine buster, right, you should be, like, out for the count. hmm Unless,
1: like, the transition's missed. You know what I mean? He's going right. to go give you one, and he kind of slips or whatever. Right. You know, like, there's circum- definitely circumstances, and, like, I get, like, you know, maybe, like, a false finish or two. Like, oh, the Young Bucks hit a, a super kick, and it's... Oh, he got his foot on the ropes or you know something, you know, where you don't want to end the match that quick and you want to keep people like invested, like, oh he's
0: gonna lose or you know, like that yeah. kind of stuff. But just, well, go back to what was it, WrestleMania six, I think it was. Hogan versus Ultimate Warrior for the title. Yeah, I I haven't seen uh, that for match. belt for belt. I, I know what you're talking about, I haven't seen the match, but... Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you go back to that match, I mean, that match seemed like long, it's all giddy-up. But, like, you had so much invested in that, because, like, you had Hulk Hogan, and then you had the Ultimate Warrior, who was, like, red-hot, going into that match. And that was supposed to be, like, the passing of the torch, mm-hmm. almost. Like, Hulk Hogan was, like, the ultimate figure, like... You couldn't stop Hulk Hogan. Like, he hulked up and whatnot, and, like, right. you knew he was going to come back and win, mm-hmm. you know. But then all of a sudden, you had the ultimate warrior do the same thing almost. Mm-hmm. like, And you had two good guys swearing off against each other. And, you know, and Hogan hits you with the big boot, drops you, you know, and then goes for the leg drop, and that's his finish. Big boot, leg drop. Mm-hmm. Done deal. One, two, three. Well, and now you have the Ultimate Warrior kick out of that, and then you got Hogan like shaking his face, like, oh, what the heck?
1: Right, but Hogan didn't hit the big boot leg drop like five, six times, and the Warrior kicked out each time. You know, no, you right. know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like,
0: like that makes sense because it adds an extra element. Right. I mean, they both they both kind of beat each other up or whatnot. I mean, one might get the upper hand a little bit. And then, like, well, Hogan comes back and hits his finish, you know, and mm-hmm. the Warrior kicks out halfway through the match. Right. Okay, well, yeah, that's great. You know? And then they have some spots where they're both, like, tired and worn out and whatnot. You know? Right. It's, it's storytelling in the ring. Well, and the Bucks are so
1: the Bucks. I don't know how else to put them. Right. You either like them or you don't. Right. And, like, I'm just not a huge fan of the Bucks. And like, I'm not going to sit here and say that they are terrible wrestlers or that they don't have good matches, but.
0: If you like that new age style, where right. it's just high spot, high spot, high spot. Finish, 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 finish. High spot, high spot, high spot. Jump outside the ropes. tope. I can't even say that word. Oh, tope suicida. Yeah. yeah. You get three dozen of those in. And then a finish.
1: Yeah, I mean it had. I mean high spots have their spot. Darby Allen, too many high spots. Bucks, mm-hmm. too many high spots. And, and, you know it works in certain matches. You know what I mean? Like, think about um, those TLC matches. Tons of high spots. Cool. But it was good. It made sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where, yeah, like just a regular tag match. Do you have to jump outside of the ring every? 95 seconds? Right. Um, Do you have to give the guy fucking... Oh, excuse me. A bunch of... super kicks? You know, I just...
0: I don't know. The high spots... are good when they're supposed to be there. Like you said, the TLC matches. Right? Right. Well, what happens in the TLC match when it's a tag team match? Or a triple threat take team match. You know, you have that one giant high spot. And you don't see that other guy for a long, long time. Right. You don't see super big high spot where the guy should be, like, laid out on the floor for ten minutes, you know. And then you get a false finish because that guy came back in the ring to interrupt the count. Right. After just getting dive-bombed off the top rope onto...
1: Right, like the one I'm thinking of is when Jeff Hardy's hanging from the from the cable with the belts and Edge jumps off and spears him onto the ground. I mean, Jeff Hardy just laid there. And Edge was even, because of the the fall, Edge was kind of right. incapacitated, which makes sense, because that would freaking hurt no matter how you land. Right, you're 20 feet up in the air. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, it makes sense. Nobody... And and if he would have pinned him right... Well, I mean, obviously, it wasn't a pinning situation, but if if, if that would have been the case... If the Edge
0: would have got up and climbed the ladder like, oh, yeah, I'm the champ.
1: <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, yeah. How does that make sense? Right. You know, and the thing that I think of is when Mick Foley got thrown off the cage, that right. was obviously real in the sense of there was no padding down there. He went through the table off a 25-foot cage. Mm-hmm. Think how long it took him to get up, and Mick Foley is crazy. Mm-hmm. He's crazy. He's had his ear ripped off. He's done tons of crazy stuff, and it took him... I mean, I've seen that match several times, but it took him forever to get up. Mm-hmm. And Then he got up, climbed up, and then he got thrown through the top. And took him forever to get back up again. Mm-hmm. But, I mean...
0: You, Mick I, Foley was out in that ring. Oh, yeah. Out cold.
1: Oh, his teeth was through his nose.
0: Right. Undertaker was like, is he still breathing?
1: <laughs> I just... I can't believe that the under, that Mick Foley was like, throw me off, push me off. And the Undertaker was like, Okay. I wouldn't do that to anybody. Oh my god! What would he? Have, how would he feel felt he had killed him?
0: That was set up. Now, the under because I don't think they were supposed the, to fall through the, either. The Undertaker um um show that they just had on Legendary Series um explained the whole McFoley thing um because he was hurt, right? The Undertaker was hurt. I think. His ankle was
1: messed up or whatever at the time of the match, I think.
0: It might have been. I think. But anyways, um, back to being thrown off the cage. I mean, that was all set up that way. They were, they knew that they were going to throw each other off. Um, well, they, did, they didn't throw each other off. Um, so, they set it up to where, you know, if you watch that, Mick kind of does it all by himself. Undertaker just kind of puts a hand on him, pretty much, and kind of like gives him a little push. Mm -hmm. So that whole thing, when you're doing a spot like that, is you need to do your part on making it look like it's a setup, and you're actually throwing him off the cage, and then Mick needs to do his job, and not over rotate with the um, the extra help. So, but I don't think they were supposed to go through the roof. Um, well, they knew that the first time when he threw him off the top of the cage, mm-hmm. that like it was like snapping. So then, the Undertaker decided to give him the choke slam through. Mm. So, mm. and then what gave him the concussion was the chair hit him, or something like that. Uh, what knocked him out it was the chair. Right.
1: Yeah. It fell. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: <sighs> Crazy. Crazy stuff.
0: So, yeah, crazy stuff. Anyways, um, we should probably get back on track here a little bit. Um, I don't know. Um, watching uh, AW and the whole Anna Jade thing. I'm going to bring this up again. Like, I don't think she has any business cutting a promo right now. Because
1: basically she's with Jericho and them, right?
0: Yeah. They, they, she's just made out to be like some psychotic, crazy lunatic now. Well, so basically the Dark Order is done. I I would assume so. Hmm. hmm. I would assume so, but um, yeah, she was on the thing like. Well, I'm the best looking and blah, 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 blah. She's running off of Carmella. She's being a, a Carmella in AW. Hmm. And then she's talking about choking people out. She's like, I'll choke you out, Tony. I'll choke you out, cameraman. I'll choke you out. And then she ran off camera. And then was, like, choking some random dude in a rear naked choke. Like, (laughs) I don't understand that, you know? I mean, I, I know that you're trying to, like, maybe build her up a little bit, but, like... Yeah, they're not doing a very good job. They're not doing a good job. And, like, Britt Baker money on the mic now if you I mean I think the only other person that is like super good on the mic in AEW for the women's side is probably um Serena Deeb
1: yeah she's pretty good but I mean she's good at everything though right right
0: She's good in the ring. Thunder Rosa, she has a little passion, but like, I don't know. The indie guys don't really, they really don't have great promo skills.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, because you don't have, it's hard to like, tell a story through the indies unless you're going back to the same place every time. Um, so there's like not really storylines. It's just like wrestling. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so yeah, I mean, I I get what you're saying there with the the, I, the promos and stuff. I think the only indie guy that can actually cut a promo is Eddie Kingston. <laughs> yeah, Eddie Kingston's pretty good. And I think what makes Eddie Kingston really good is like the way he looks. At you at the at the camera and like, he cut a promo on uh, Dynamite. I think it was for Dynamite for uh, um, fighting Sammy Guevara and he's out getting married. I guess I guess he's him and Ty are getting married or got married or whatever. Mm-hmm. Quick engagement. I don't know. <laughs> Engaged, yeah, not even a year ago to a different woman. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, it's not my problem. Um, but uh, yeah, so um, he he just was like, "I got a contract, I signed it. You got to sign it." Like, but then you look at Moxley, and he's like wigg- wiggling around, waving his arms and. It's like he's making a rap video mm. when Moxley talks on a promo.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like he only does that to seem like a, a crazy guy. Like he's like a
0: lunatic. He's got screws loose. But I think, I think if Moxley, he could still keep the lunatic thing. But like if he gets a stare like Jake the Snake had... With his promos. I don't know, did you ever dabble in Jake the Snake promos? Not really. Okay, well dabble in some Jake the Snake promos and then get back to me on it. But Jake the Snake, the man didn't even have to say anything. He could just you could just look in his eyes and just see everything. Pretty much. It was all about the eyes with Jake the Snake. In his promos. That's the camera always focused on his eyes, it seemed like a lot of the time. And just his voice, the way he 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 talks, the sound of his voice, from whatever he had when he was a kid, um, yeah, that low tone that he has and whatnot just made him an awesome promo. Yeah. So. I don't know. But they got to do something with Anna Jade. I mean, Ricky Starks is good. I like Ricky
1: Starks' promos. Yeah, he's pretty decent. But see, that's the thing, though, is he came from NWA. Well, that was... Like, they only had, like, six-minute matches, and they did a lot of promos and stuff. Because that's the way the show was set up. I don't know about now, but that's the way the show was set up. More storytelling. Not so... Not like tons of wrestling. You know, more old school kind of stuff, so... But... And and Kingston come from there, too, so... Yeah. I mean,
0: I understand Kingston's been a little bit everywhere, but... I think another guy that would probably cut a promo pretty well. I mean, just because of, like... The way he looks is, uh... Our boy MDK. No, oh, Nick Gage. Nick Gage. Yeah. Just because he's rough. I haven't seen him in a while. I think he's out with an injury. I but sometimes
1: when I have heard him talk, sometimes I feel like he says the same thing over and over, just in a different way. He could. <laughs> you know like,
0: Kinda like MJF?
1: Uh but better. Like, when I'm in, like, the same promo, he would be like, yeah, yeah, I don't even know. He just, like, seems to ramble sometimes. Like, he, like, rambles, gets to his point, rambles, gets back to his point, and then ends. Um, (laughs) Where, like, MJF literally just says, I'm better than you, and you know it. I'm better than you, and you know it. And he's screaming and stuff, and it's like... He just, I don't know. Maybe now is MJF's chance to go to WWE. Vince is gone. Maybe Triple H is going to let him do what he... What he does, just tone it down a notch? Yeah. But, I mean, WWE is changing to TV-14, so... Yeah, well, maybe. And speaking of WWE, do you see who's back? Bailey. Well, yeah. No, oh. We talked about that last week, but. We did. As of last night. Sasha's back? No. Killer Cross. Really? Him and Scarlet were on SmackDown last night. He's gonna challenge Roman. Really? Mm hmm. I mean, obviously, he's carrying Cross, but. Hmm. Because there was rumors swirling earlier this week that he was going to come back. Interesting. Because I guess, I mean, he's, I mean, he was NXT champ when Triple H was still running the show. And see, that's where I think Triple H does his best. It's like he understands, like when they brought in Killer Cross and made him carry cross. He had a good character. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was basically his character from the indies, essentially. And, like, that's what he needs to be. Like, that's his character. That's what fans know him as. And, like, Vince just tries to, like... Oh. Oh. You gotta, like... see you being the milkman. You gotta gotta step... Yeah, you gotta (laughs) step it up a notch and, like, make it goofy. Like... Like, for instance, Triple H, his best gimmick character-wise was, like, in my opinion, as soon as, like, he became champ towards the end of his DX run, like, not when he started this hoity-toity, pompous guy, like, I don't, I don't like that Triple H, like, that's too, too much. Um you know the just the over the top characters just don't make sense and like the mo- one of the most over the top characters lasted the long the undertaker when he, when he first showed up like oh he's he's he he's undead he, like how silly is that he's got powers he's undead he's a wrestler like okay, well, if he has powers and he's undead, why does he only want to be
0: a wrestler? Why wouldn't he want to rule the world?
1: Like, that just doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah. Well, and the nice thing about The Undertaker, too, is, like, the development. Yeah, he did change over over time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To make it not stale, to keep the gimmick going. Right. I mean, that's like Chris Jericho. I mean, he kept making himself relevant. I mean, Ric Flair... He's just Ric Flair yeah, he's <laughs> for, for like sixty years. Yeah, he's the same guy. Yeah. Yeah. Hulk Hogan. Hey, he he reinvented himself. As he a bad reinvented guy. himself with the Hollywood Hogan. But they had to go to WCW. and then the NWO thing to do it.
1: Yeah, because. Like when Nitro first started, him as a good guy, he is just uh oh, it's like the same Hogan bullcrap shoved down your throat, mm-hmm. just WCW style, and it's so it it makes me want to vomit. Mm-hmm. It's 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 awful. It's so awful.
0: WCW had some. Corkier stuff at different points in time trying to compete with WWE. I think, personally, I think their best stuff for wrestling was probably the 80s, like the, the transition from NWA into WCW. I think that portion of their wrestling was probably top-notch. But then once once it started coming, like, the Nitros and, like, the whole um, um, NWO thing, then it just got, like, carried away, and it just got over the top. Like, the the Goldberg thing. We talked about the Goldberg thing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You're just going to have Goldberg when. 300 and some odd matches. Okay, and then you're going to have him win the world title and all that stuff and then get tased and that's how he's going to lose.
1: Yeah, but that was more of like a Kevin Nash thing because I think at that time Kevin Nash was kind of booking stuff.
0: Well... That whole thing, and you're just having him squash people. You know, you're not having them have matches. That's the whole thing. Right. Like, you just keep having him squash people, and you're bringing all these people in for him to squash. Like, what about rail competition? What about Kevin Nash? I mean, how are you going to be? How are you going to have Goldberg destroy Kevin Nash in thirty seconds? You're not. You're right. Well, and that's the thing
1: is, like you said, there at the end, about 97, 98, WCW had a lot of, like, really good things going, but then they had a lot of, like, over-the-top bull crap. Like, think about think about the, the cruiserweight division. Mm-hmm. Ride that harder. Look at all the stars you had. You had Chris Jericho, you had Eddie Guerrero, you had Dean Malenko, Crispin Benoit. Like, those four guys right there,
0: They weren't even, like, really cruiserweights.
1: (laughs) Well, but not towards the end, but... And Benoit probably never was. But, like, you know, when you had Mysterio and Psychosis and Juventude and, you know, all those guys, they were just keeping them mid-card guys. Oh, just go open the show, get the crowd excited. Like, they were just mid-card guys. Like, ride that more if that's what your fans are gravitating more. That's what they're gravitating. You know, like, you, they just were, like, shoving the NWO and then they were doing the stupid stuff with the with the, um, Wolf Pack and this and yep. that and just, like, over and over. And it's like, you're taking the same thing and just flipping it over.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what? You know, in uh, TNA, when Aces and Eights came about, it's NWO all over again. Well the same thing with the Bullet Club.
1: The Bullet Club's NWO all over again. But I mean you could say that about evolution. It's four horsemen all over again. Mm-hmm. You know, uh you know,
0: stuff like that. So Yeah, but the the Bullet Club is is the fashions. It's I mean, it's just a it's, I think it's it's what like Americans or people outside Japan like focus on, I think, a lot of times because like it's the cool hip thing.
1: Well, know? because I feel like the Bullet Club's got the most foreign stars in it. Right. Like, you know, would you have ever really heard of the Bullet Club without, like, we were saying, earlier, the Bucks, or Kenny, or Cody, you know, Finn AJ Styles. In AJ Styles. But, I mean, imagine the, imagine AJ Styles not being in the Bullet Club. Mm-hmm. Would you have heard of it? Mm, probably in passing if you were a pretty decent, if you were a big wrestling fan, probably. Mm-hmm. You know, but... I don't know. But the Bullet Club's always bad guys, though. I mean... Right. But the Bullet Club wasn't invented till after NWO, so... Yeah. I mean, that was a big moment in wrestling, for sure. So, I don't know. Um, um, well, we got about nine minutes left. Uh, you got any quick hits or last-second things you want to talk about before we uh, wrap wrap this puppy
0: up? Um, There was something on dynamite that I saw that like I wanted such bass on but I forgot what it was. It was about somebody. But I can't think of it what it was. I think I got all, all I wanted to say, I guess. Pretty much. Yeah.
1: Um Well, I'm 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 interested to see where <clears throat> seems like Triple H is already making some waves in WWE and setting some stuff up to go go good. So I may have to start uh, watching WWE again or at least Dabbling, in? yeah, grabbing some highlights and stuff. Because um, I, I guess he's come out and said that he would like to move Raw back to two hours instead of three. I think three hours for a weekly show is a bit long. Um, unless you're unless if in unless in your three hour show you're gonna have some more matches to kind of showcase people more, but. You know, because I don't really care for all the talking and promos and stupid stuff. Um,
0: so yeah, I don't know. Oh, there was one thing that I wanted to talk about. Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah, he's gonna get a, a push. Yeah, U.S. title sh- shot against, unless he already had it. I think he already had it this week. Mm, yeah, Maybe I don't up know. against Bobby Lashley, but. His promo skills are really good, I think. I don't really remember his promo. Because
1: I haven't really seen Tommaso wrestle since he was NXT champ and he got hurt. Like I think that's like the last time I... Because when I started getting back into wrestling... Uh, after my lull, and I didn't really know anybody, I was checking out NXT because I was watching like Raw and SmackDown, and I was like, uh, "Yeah, this is kind of baloney." Like I knew who Seth Rollins and all them people were and stuff, but then once uh, I was like, "I was like, well, I'll give NXT a shot," and I thought it was pretty good. Um, but yeah, I don't really rem- remember his promos. I'll have to check him
0: out again. But pairing him up with the Miz is just... uh, It's it's like solid gold. I think... You're almost using Tommaso Ciampa as like the Miz's mouthpiece, almost. In a way. And the Miz doesn't even need a mouthpiece.
1: And the Miz doesn't even need a mouthpiece. Hmm. Um... It's almost like putting Bobby the Brain with uh, Mister Perfect. Mister Perfect really doesn't need a mouthpiece, but yeah, he had Bobby the Brain, and who wouldn't want to be managed by Bobby the Brain? He, I mean,
0: right? Bobby. Or it's like Bobby the Brain Han, and Paul Heyman
1: together.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, you know I wish. That they let Paul Heyman do some storyline stuff. Think about all the crazy stuff he came up with in ECW. I mean, that was like a nothing promotion that he built.
0: hmm Crazy. Oh, uh, Madison Rain is in AEW. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, I almost forgot about that. Yep. Yeah, she's a coach. Interesting. She wrestled. Yes, yeah, yeah.
0: And she's going up against uh, Jade Cargill. Hmm. Obviously, she's going to lose. I mean, I would assume so. Yeah. See, that's another thing, too, is they got to figure out what's going on with Jade Cargill and how long they're going to do this whole thing. Because, like, they just made the TBS title into Jade Cargill.
1: Yeah, I mean, is she even, like, a crowd favorite? I don't know. Like, uh, that's how I feel about Thunder Rosa. Like, I feel like she got the title shot because she worked so hard and she deserved it and she won. But then, like, now they're not really doing anything with her. You know what I mean? I think like, she went kind of flat. Well, they, they, the same thing kind of happened with Hangman.
0: Yeah. And, you know, with the whole Tony Storm thing, it's like, okay, well you want to push Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa as like a tag team. Thunderstorm or whatever they call it. Um, well, then do that. Then take the belt off of Thunder Rosa. Yeah, and let will be a tag team. Let them be a tag team. Maybe get tag belts if you want.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a couple set of women's tag belts. I mean, if they want to keep doing partnerships with like NWA or Impact or yeah. whatever.
0: So. Well, you know what? In that case, then you should probably just let Jade Cargill be your women's champion and TBS champion all in on one. Yeah. Or put the title back on Britt Baker. But I think Britt Baker and Jamie Haydar could probably be a good take team. Yeah, you. they're pretty Champs. pretty decent team. They had a really good match against those two, I thought. And honestly, too,
1: real quick before, because we're getting close to time. But I think Tony needs to keep the belt off Britt for a while, because if not, then your women's division just turns into Britt Baker. And then it's like, what's the point of even having a belt?
0: So. But Britt Baker's the only thing they got going on. Well, I, I don't really like Tony Storm. She's a really good wrestler, though. She's good. I I don't know. I just don't... I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. just don't really care for her, I guess. Hey, can't like everybody. Right.
1: So... Who's your wrestler of the week?
0: Of the week, I forgot. You forgot. Yeah, I thought I had one. Mm. Well, um,
1: I think I gotta go with Um Jay Lethal.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say Jay Lethal as a backup. I had a different one. But I forgot who it was. Jay Lethal's awesome, what can we say? The man just doesn't really disappoint. Yeah, he's And pretty- I think he's pretty good as a bad guy. Yeah, I think so. They need to get rid
1: of that big, tall guy, though. I, I don't care for that guy. That's with him, yeah. him and Sanjay. So,
0: but I think I think GD Lethal needs a needs a, a little bit of a push. I think he needs a belt run, here. Yeah. Well,
1: we got four seconds. So, all right. Catch well. you guys later. Follow us on Twitter at. Beer City Boys One. That's the number one not spelled out. Beer City Boys One.
0: If you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us by email. Our email is hot tag podcast2020 at gmail.com. Hot, hot tag, tag
1: out.